Will you please pray with me? Lord, my God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations on all of our hearts be worthy in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Silence makes us uncomfortable. Humans are a social species. We would not last long without one another, nor would we have made it as far as we have without collaboration and society that comes from it. Our modern world is built on communication. Messages go around the planet within milliseconds, connecting us by computers that process things faster than we can think. But being as connected as we are isn't always a good thing. I guarantee at least some of you, if not all of you, lost interest in the 30 seconds of silence that we had. Maybe your mind flitted back home to things that needed to be done today. Maybe your thoughts turned back to some problem that you had previously left outside the doors of this sanctuary or carried in with you. Perhaps some of you got distracted by something else and your attention went speeding off in a completely different direction. Some of you may have even contemplated leaving as a joke, since you have better things to do than wait around for this guy. Somebody actually did, Alex. In our modern world of constant news updates and social media, very few of us can simply be in the moment. I think it's natural that our minds wander without stimuli, solving problems and preparing for the next ones ahead of time have kept our ancestors alive when finding a meal was not as simple as going to the store. But we don't live in that type of environment anymore. Generally speaking, here in Byron, Illinois, we live rather comfortable lives. And our problems are less about survival and more about leisure or mundane issues. It's not whether the wolves will get us tonight that is our concern, but whether we're going to miss brunch if this 
darn sermon goes on much longer. Welcome back. But church is a time of self-reflection, a time of prayer and of contemplation, a time of listening for God. But can we really listen for God when we have so much that is already on our minds? Or do we expect God to catch up to us in our busyness and hurry? We don't really know why Jesus went out into the wilderness for 40 days, but we do know why Elijah, the prophet, did. Elijah was a prophet from the Old Testament in the northern kingdom of Israel, one of the very last in a time where being a prophet of God was essentially a death sentence. After going through so much pain and watching the other prophets of God killed by idol-loving kings and queens, Elijah went out into the wilderness to flee for his life. Elijah went to the mountain of God at Horeb and basically made a complaint to God. He said, I have been faithful and loyal, but Israel has not. They have forsaken your covenant, killed your prophets. Now I am the last one alive. It wasn't so much a plea for help as needing to know that God was there. In response, God told Elijah to stand beside the mountain because the Lord was going to pass by. Then a bunch of natural phenomena happened. There was a gust of wind, an earthquake, and a great fire. But Elijah could not see the Lord in any of these great signs. But at last, Elijah heard a small whisper, or in other translations, sheer silence. Sometimes we expect God's presence to show itself in our lives and in the world as big, monumental occasions. God's wrath is felt in storms or God's comfort in overwhelming feelings of love or contentment. But this isn't always the way God works, and we see that in both the Old Testament and the New. Jesus did not appear to the world as a warrior messiah, but as a baby that no one had heard of. God also chose to reveal himself to the whole world, not through a large empire like Babylon, but through a country that was so small, it never really had an empire of its own, but was constantly rocked by the battles of other empires. Sometimes God chooses the smaller, less obvious options through which to be heard. That is why if we truly want 
to be open to hearing God's voice in our lives. Sometimes we need to stop and actually listen for it. This means actually stopping, shutting off the world around us, and paying attention to what God is telling us. Easier said than done, I know. The world around us, our culture, is based upon what you do, what you contribute. Stopping is rarely an option. You know, kids need to be in sports after school. You need to keep up with the rat race at work or be involved in some way in the community or else you're not in and you feel disconnected. But if you make the time to stop and focus not on what needs to be done and hear where God's voice is calling you, you may find that what you need and what God needs don't always match. You can call this meditation. You can call this active listening. You can call it prayer. Whatever allows you to schedule out a time to stop and listen for the whisper of God speaking in your life. Being Christian may be about repentance and self-examination, but that requires that you listen for the knock of Christ at your door so you can answer it and welcome him in. I mean, that is what the window out here at the front is Jesus doing, knocking at the door. In that spirit, I'd like to take the next minute of your time to listen. I know, it's, oh gosh, a minute. Not, not to plan, not to worry about things ahead, just to listen for God. I'll keep the time. Let's go.
Amen.
raising up the presence of Jesus Christ. Strengthen our faith. Increase our love for one another. And send us forth into the world in courage and in peace. Rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. And now, will you please join us in our last hymn, Be Thou My Vision. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and give you peace. May the Lord be with you through all your days and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>